This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. My dog, Finney, very excited on a Friday morning, Mikey A. <laughs> How about that? Finney's excited <laughs> for this week's edition of Stupidity, which will feature not one but two future Hall of Famers, a couple of Hall of Famers cutting it up. How about that? Three Hall of Famers, you. Yeah! Radio Hall of Fame! I'm waltzing in! Why am I waltzing in? Why don't we waltz into the Hall of Fame? Why the hell are we doing this in the morning? Uh, uh, Because it's stupidity. That's why. Because we were supposed to do it Wednesday, and then we were supposed to do it Thursday, and then stupidity! We were supposed to do it Monday, then we were supposed to do it Wednesday, then we were supposed to do it Thursday, and here we are Friday morning. Stupidity! Let's get right to it. Tony Baselli did not make it into the Hall of Fame, uh, even though I promised he would get in this year, and we'll discuss After that. After all your him, efforts? Yeah. <laughs> I did exactly nothing. Um, but I'm going to do it this year. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, so future Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. Uh, going to join us, and Dwight Freedy going to join us um, after that. Hopefully, we'll have them both on together towards the end, and we'll have a couple of Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famers, <laughs> cutting it up. How about that? But first, let's get to Tony Baselli. Uh, how you been, by the way? I've been good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you failed again for the Hall of Fame. You just, I mean, no, I mean, no, you didn't, no, you didn't do anything. I, You're all talk. I mean, it's all. I, talk. I, I, 
You're, you're year, how many years? How many years is going to take for you to realize that, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I realize it. I'm just waiting for like the anomaly where he actually does something he says he's going to do. This is the year. Listen, I thought COVID-19 was going to take care of it this year, and I didn't have to do anything. And even that was not enough to get you into the Hall of Fame, man. What the fuck? I told you that early on. How are you feeling, by the way? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tony uh, tested positive for COVID. I want to say it feels like a year ago and described it as something that brought him to his knees. And Tony Baselli is... is uh, in as good a shape as anyone I know uh, in my life. So how are you feeling, um, you know, that far removed from Corona? Yeah, I'm, uh, I feel fine. You know, no issues at all working out. Um, I got really fat after Corona. I don't know if it was because of COVID-19. I just got really fat. It's probably because uh, eating too much and too many uh, dull beverages. But um, uh, so I lost some weight after the start of the years. I feel great working out, you know, a few days a week and uh, – no lingering effects that I know about. I mean, I had uh, a bunch of work at the Mayo Clinic where they took pictures of my lungs and no scarring, and they did EKG and all that stuff. So the heart looks good. So I got uh, I got zero complaints at this point. Good. Uh, we're certainly we're certainly happy to hear that. Um, I lost my mom recently to COVID, Tony. I'm not certain. No, if, I didn't know that. If you, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, it's um, and I had those words. I, I just because I know. I know how much pride you take in staying in good shape even after playing uh, in the NFL. And I had those words kind of resonating in my head where you had told me that that thing had – you said goodbye to your family. Yeah. Where you it had brought you to your knees. And so when my mom at 76 years of age, who was already going into it with chronic uh, cr- uh, chronic arthritic uh, conditions and autoimmune issues, um, we had a pretty good idea that, you know, where that whole thing was headed. And so – uh, I, I, I really, Tony, I went back and listened to the time we had you on to try to help me kind of guide myself through it and help guide my mom through it. And I will tell you, and I haven't told you this because I wanted to wait to have you on. It was super helpful. Like your words, your advice of getting through that thing were super helpful to me, my family, and, and even my mom who didn't make it, but she fought really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, listen, it's been a tough year. I mean, it's, it's amazing. If you think back where, you know, we sit here end of February it's almost been a year since I got COVID and really when the whole world shut down, I was early in the whole thing. And, uh, and a lot, we've all been through a lot and it's, it's been just a nutty year. And, uh, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, hopefully we're getting uh, close to their side. Hopefully there's a vaccine and a bunch of, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of stop this thing and get back to living some sort of li- lives where we can be with each other and, and communicate and be with our loved ones. And especially, you know, I, I got to, you know, my dad's older and, you know, he has cancer. And so I worry about him all the time and getting, you know, getting COVID and, sure. and, uh, and it really does affect, you know, the older population, as you said, Stu, and it, and it got, it took, it took your mom. And, uh, and there's a lot of people like you and, and families out there that have lost some of the COVID and, and, uh, it's, it's no fun. Um, but all we can do is keep fighting, keep pressing forward. And, uh, and, uh, and I'll tell you one thing, you know what it does also, I don't know about it's done it for you. It's, it makes you appreciate just the little things like just like changes your perspective. 100%. Like, like enjoy today. Like we worry about so many other things and we worry about what's going to happen next year. And, you know, if I'm going to get this or I'm going to get that, I mean, we were joking about the hall of fame and, and not that I don't want to be in the hall of fame, obviously be a huge honor. But this year was different for me, the whole perspective. I mean, because of what I went through with COVID, my wife had COVID, my wife had 
two cancer issues she dealt with after COVID. Um, she, and she's fine. She's doing great. My, you know, my dad got, I mean, you, you look at all these things and, and it's, you have a couple options. You can feel sorry for yourself and say, man, life's not fair. It stinks and COVID stinks and everything else. Or you can say, you know, I'm going to really appreciate what I do have and not worry about the little stuff. Appreciate time with your family and the relationships and maybe not take life quite so seriously, laugh a little bit more and enjoy. And I know you have no problem with the laughing a little bit. No, more no, 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 no. <laughs> but, I've know. even found, I, we found laughter. Uh, listen, on our show, we find laughter and everything. We found laughter in my mom passing away. We found laughter at my mom's funeral where there's a hundred Jewish women trying to figure out how to use zoom. So I mean. yeah. And, 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 and don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, you want you want to live a rich life and the way you live a rich yes. life is enjoying the moments and uh and i remember when you know the when i found out i didn't make the hall of fame this year which is the fifth year in a row so i'm maybe i'm just getting used to it it's um, my fault yeah it's your fault you, 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 <laughs> once again you didn't do anything you said you're gonna do um it's that guy i gotta tell you it's that guy at the hall of fame he's like the pitch man for you <laughs> have you seen that video because it's not yeah, a radio endorsement I, for I, like I should be making that pitch video well no we know we don't want that because you'll you won't show up you'll forget to show up that day. <laughs> um, I, i'm gonna i, I want to because i hear a lot about that in twitter and everything first of all that was only the first three minutes of an eight minute presentation sam kavaris okay. does a good job i've talked to people in the room uh, and he does a great job presenting. That's not why I'm not in. It's not okay. Sam Kavaris' fault. He does a, he does a lot of research and everything else. I'm not in there because you know every, for the last five years I think five guys are more deserving than I am. And <laughs> that's the bottom line. But, I might agree with you on everyone, but Fanica. I mean, get the hell out of here. I mean, come uh, on. Listen, he, he deserves to be there. I'm good. I know, I know. Um, I know. The uh, but I remember when it, I found out and I called my wife. And I called a couple of close friends and my wife was so mad. And I'm like, Ange, I go t- like, relax. Like, it's all good. Like we right. have a good life. Like it's like tomorrow morning we're to wake up, you know, we're still going to be married, have great kids, great life, going to go do whatever we do. And I, I, my perspective has definitely changed after 2020. Um, and again, I want to be in the hall of fame, hugest honor, you know, individual honor in the game of football. But at the same time, Stu, I mean, I'm sure you went through the same thing. You, you, you want to remember the moments you had with your mom and the great laughter yes. and the good times and stuff like that. And not focus on the fact that some crappy disease ended up maybe, you know, ending her life sooner than it should have been. Um, but let's enjoy the moments that we have. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I did test positive. My mom did. My mom went through that. And I'm interested because – you haven't been through COVID unless you've been through COVID, Tony. It doesn't, what you see on TV, the, the, the decisions I had to make on behalf of my mom and my family or decisions I wish no son or no daughter would ever have to make on behalf of their family. I, I think just having someone super close to you, I don't want to say affects you in the same way, but it's super stressful. And I'm certain when you were positive, your wife and your kids went through exactly what me, my dad, and my brother went through, where it's almost equally as hard on the family as it is on the person who has COVID because there is a loneliness to this, Tony, where I could not be there for my mom, who has been there for me physically my entire life. Yeah, you know, it was 100%. Number one, um, I mean, studies will tell you this. A lot of times these serious medical condition and disease, cancer, COVID, whatever it is, heart disease, where someone's effect, uh, impacted quite a bit, it's every bit as hard or sometimes harder for the caregivers because of the stress and, and the impact that it goes on them. I mean, I remember thinking back when I was in the hospital, I mean, it stunk. I felt like crap, but I'm just focused on that moment of just trying to fight and get through it. 
um, sure. because you're sitting there. And my wife will tell you, which is funny, you'll like this. She goes, I'll be honest with you, she was sick too at the same time. She goes, I was, even, I was just glad you were at the hospital so I didn't have to worry about you and deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was in bed she couldn't she, could, she couldn't get out of bed for like five days so she was but i think back to my kids even even in those moments she was being your wife oh, oh yeah it's the <laughs> best i mean well, i don't know if i told you this last time Stu, but a day before or maybe it was a day, day and a half whatever before i went to the hospital my wife right. literally was making fun of me because I was feeling, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good. And I'm like, I'm, ha- I'm like starting to have trouble breathing. I'm like freezing, sweating, fever, can't sleep. And literally, and she doesn't feel great either, by the way. And at right. one point she looked at me, she says, stop being a blankety blanket, get in bed and go to bed and, and go to sleep. Sleep it off. <laughs> Rub some dirt on yeah, it. She said, she goes, I thought you were, t-. she said, I thought you were tough. And then a day later, I'm in the ICU. But I, I, but going back, I think about my kids. They were, I mean, they were sitting there all worried, and it was it was more stressful for them because here's their dad, right? And they're you know in college age and all the way down to eleven, and they're thinking, and it was probably harder on them than me because I was sitting there just I'm just trying to get through it. You're just you're just fighting. <laughs> you're like, you just get through right. the next day like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you like with your mom and your your dad. I mean, you you are sitting there like just constantly thinking about her and like, yes. what can I do? And why can I help? And all those things. And, and I think that's every bit as hard or harder than the person who's fighting. Uh, so Tony, that's interesting. So because you went through this and your family's been through some stuff, the hall of fame vote while disappointing, didn't feel nearly as di- you're going to get in. You know that. I think you know that. Yeah. Um, so, but, but it, it's changed your perspective, Tony. I think it, it, that it, that's it, super interesting. Yeah. And it, it started last year. Cause I remember, um, and I think I told you on the last podcast I was on that when uh, last year I was so dead, I was really upset last year when I didn't get in the year before yeah. in night, uh, beginning yes. of 2020 and it bothered yes. me. And I remember thinking and, and everything else. And I remember everyone telling me that that year, Oh, next year's your year. Well, obviously they were right. wrong. Um, but I remember them saying that and it, it, it felt hollow when I would hear that. And then fast forward a month and a half, I'm laying in the ICU at the Mayo Clinic. And for whatever reason, as I'm pondering life after the pulmonologist just came in and said, we don't know what's going to happen to you. Um, right. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I could, am I going to die? And, you know, you have all those thoughts. But one of the thoughts that came in, Stu, was this. Like, oh, don't worry. Next year you'll get in. And I, at that moment, I thought, I don't care about next year. I don't care about <laughs> I care about next hour. Next year, about getting into the Hall of Fame. I'm worried about, I hope I get to go see my family again and get out of this dang place. And and, and that's really, from that moment on, I was like, I'm not going to worry about next year. And and so when I didn't get in, I was disappointed. Um, And I said, okay, let's move on. And it's time, you know, I kind of, I think what I've done a little bit is you kind of compartmentalize it. You're like, all right, let me put this in the box. I can't worry about it. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, You know, next year we'll deal with it again. But I'm going to worry about – I'm not going to worry about next year because um, as I told David Baker uh, when he called me and told me I didn't get in, and David, I've known him for years because he's someone at USC. I said – and he goes, he goes, I, you know, talk, started about uh, talking about next year in L.A. and all that. And I said, David, um, that's great. If I'm on planet Earth still, still living, it'll be great and I'll worry <laughs> about it then. Uh, all right. Listen. We are going to double up our efforts, and by double yeah. up, we're finally going to do something. Double up. So, how do you how, explain to me how you double up 
from zero. Like if you double zero, it's still zero. All right, triple up. Okay. So instead, of, <laughs> so instead of doubling or tripling up, how about you just do something? Like just anything. Fine. Like I'm trying Fine. to think, well, what's the lowest common denominator that Stugatz could do in this? Like even like maybe mention it on the show. With Dan. I mean, that right there would be groundbreaking. Like if you just well, that, said anything. That's fair. I, listen, Dan thinks you're Hall of Fame. We both think you should have been in the Hall of Fame, but Dan and I grew up watching you with the yeah. most menacing tackle we've both ever seen. Here's what I've done, okay? <laughs> I have summoned. No, I am telling you, I have put calls in. I'm not bullshitting you this time, okay? <laughs> I reached out to Jason Taylor. We're going to put together a video. Jason Taylor believes you should be in the Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney, who's become a recent friend of yeah. mine, also believes that you should be in the Hall of Fame, okay? And that I become friendly with Shad Khan's son, Tony. Oh, yeah, Tony. Okay? Yeah, I know Tony well. It's, okay, so the three of us, well, the four of us, I should say, uh, are putting well, our heads together. I think together, it's more accurate to say. And I am going to voice a hype video for you. How about that? <laughs> I actually, and that's going to get you in. So but you, remember the deal we made. When I get you in, I make the speech, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the funny thing is, yeah. is what you said the first time was more accurate. The three of them will do something. <laughs> That, that was, you nailed it the first time, Stu. When I reached out to Seth Levin, who handles all Jason Taylor stuff, he was like, JT really wants to do this. What do you want to do? And I go, I'll just follow JT's lead. What's the lead? I don't think you have a bigger fan than Jason Taylor. Really? And he's a Hall of Famer, so you yeah, know that helps right. coming yeah, from the inside. Yeah, yes. Your first thought was, I know it too, is like, what's the least amount of work I can do and get the most credit for? <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and it was called JT. <laughs> um, I want, I'm wondering, Tony, as a, uh, you, you're still in Jacksonville. Yep. You, you're, you're doing, and by the way, me and you are getting itching very <laughs> closer to you and I doing afternoon drive in Jacksonville. <laughs> you're, making, you're making your way out of like, I, I love the journey <laughs> you and Dan are making. It's perfect. Yes. Yes. Well, listen, you told us uh, if we left the ESPN, you would no longer listen to ESPN anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even that. I don't listen anymore. <laughs> we love you. Uh, I am wondering how you felt, though, at the exact time the Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was, um, first of all, it's hard to argue the, the, the hire. I mean, the guy has right. won everywhere. And my favorite is when people would say, oh, yeah, we went to Florida and Ohio State because you got better players than everyone else. Okay, well, that's, number one, it's part of the job. Um, but, but if you look at it, he went to Bowling Green. You're telling me he was getting five stars at Bowling Green? No. He yeah. went at Utah when Utah was like – he went undefeated and beat Alabama, I think it was, in, the, in a bowl game. I mean, so the dude – turned Alex Smith in the number one pick of the yeah, draft. Yeah, the dude's won everywhere. Um, and so the question I always had is like, okay, can he translate from the college game to the pro game? You don't know until he does it. I like to hire from the standpoint um, – listen, we, this team was 1-15 last year. It's been one of the worst franchises in the last decade. I mean, and so what they had been doing was not working. And so I liked the out-of-the-box thinking. I liked the aggressiveness of Shad Khan of going out there and saying, hey, hey we're, I'm going to go find a guy who's one, who's a leader, and, <clears throat> and knows how to lead men. So I'm going to go get that dude. And so, I, you know what? I, 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 I applaud it. It was aggressive. It was a, sw <clears throat> it was a swing for the fences. And, and uh, he's the head coach now. I don't think anyone thought. Well, you know, when the rumors started getting out there, it's like, oh, is Urban really going to go to Jacksonville? Because Jacksonville gets his things too, you know this. is like it's the afterthought a lot of times. And partly because yes. they haven't won forever. We haven't won forever. Um, and so I liked it from that standpoint. I think Urban is a, a leader um, and he's had success. And I'm hoping it can translate from the college game to the program. 
I will tell you until recently, uh, the Bucks and the Dolphins weren't much better. So that's right. Like, that's yes. right. Florida teams uh, have struggled. Yes, yes, they have. So, all right, and I agree with you because I think the the head coaching position is more CEO type, a guy that's who right. could just who can motivate, who can galvanize, who can bring the right people in. But speaking of bringing the right people in, I, I, it's just a colossal mistake for someone who I admire from a CEO standpoint, someone who I think could be good at this, Urban Meyer in the NFL, uh, for his one of his first hires to be Chris Doyle, the strength and conditioning coach uh, from the University of Iowa, who was let go from Iowa because several players uh, started voicing their feelings of their time with Chris Doyle and some of the racial allegations that went along with that. Uh, what'd you make of that hire? Because to me, it was an unnecessary hire, Tony, and it was not... For that to be one of your first moves, not the brightest move by Urban Meyer. Yeah, I was, uh, Stu, I was surprised. And I, and I think it, I thought, I found out about a week or so before that that was the direction that he was thinking about going just through the grapevine here in Jacksonville. And, and I remember thinking to myself, I said, I don't understand the hire. Um, and I don't know Chris Doyle. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't dug into the allegations and the study and everything else. All I know is this, sure. is that he was uh, let go um, because of um, accusations of racial uh, behavior or that was not good and mistreatment of players, you know, yes. that's all, mentally, physically, whatever. That's all I know. And so when I heard that we were hiring, I'm like, Urban Meyer has, is a great leader, is a CEO, CEO type coach that you talked about, and he has credibility coming in. But no matter what, how much credibility you have coming in, you still have to earn the trust of the players because those players who are coming in, they're going to say, okay, let me find out what Urban's about. Let me understand like who this dude is and, and how is he going to treat us and how is he going to lead and what, you know, because in today's um, professional sports, and I'll just talk about football, more than ever, more than when I played, you have to develop relationships with the players. And those relationships have to be built on trust. It's just the way, I mean, I think it's always been that way, but even more now because of the culture we live in and, and the, the, you know, how it's moved more towards players having a little bit a bigger voice and everything else. And so if you want to lead them, and I think this is in any industry, by the way, not just sports. If you want to lead people, they have to know you care about them and they have to trust you. That's how you can be most effective. Well, when you hire a guy wrongly or rightly, I'm not making a judgment about Chris Doyle because I don't know enough. It wouldn't be fair for me to do that. But when you hire a guy that was fired or let go from his last job because of racial allegations, um, the perceptions out there, this guy has some issues. And you're going to hire him and bring him in as one of your first moves when you know as a leader you have to go build that relationship and build it based on trust. And your audience and the men you are leading, the majority of them are black men. Yes. And so I didn't understand the move. What what do we, you know, because you're communicating something to this group of people, you don't have a relationship with that. It would have been different, in my opinion, um, if – uh, Urban had been a coach at Jacksonville for five, seven years, had won, had built a relationship with his players, had a leadership council and everything else. And he really felt like Chris Doyle was the best guy for the job, that Chris Doyle learned, changed. Because I, I do believe people deserve a second chance and, and everything right. else. And he went and met with his team and said, hey, guys, this is what I'm thinking about with the leaders of the team and said, give me your input. And they built that and they said, okay, we're in. Okay, fine. But when you're trying to do it for the first time and build that trust, I just didn't understand it, Stu. I thought it was a really risky call. Um, I thought it was a misstep. And uh, this was before um, it was proved right. I mean, he, it was a misstep. And it took him 24 hours to realize that, hey, we need to make a change here because this is not the right call. 
Right. And for such a listen, you could say what you want about Urban Meyer, and I've said plenty of bad things about him, but um, for such a smart man to make such a stupid hire, and you're right, I think five, six years down the road, when Urban has built up some equity with the team and the organization, and then he wants to sit down and make a controversial hire, but he gets his team to buy in on it, uh, that's a little bit different. But to spring this on his players, specifically his black players, who he's trying to build relationship with and trying to establish trust with, if I'm a black player in that locker room, I am scratching my head and I'm wondering about my head coach, aren't you, Tony? Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. And so the at some level, the damage has been done, even though you fire Chris Doyle 24 hours later, because the question now right. is, is like, okay, what's going on here now? Make the, you, and you're also left to one. And you, you're also, I'm sorry to cut you off. You're also left to wonder if they got rid of Chris Doyle amid media pressure or did, did Urban Meyer really want to get rid of Chris Doyle or did he do it because there was so much pressure? Well, I mean, you and I both know that it could be, we don't, you'll never know, but that, exactly. but that happens right. all the time. You know that. I mean, people yes. make decisions yes. because of the, of per, course. the perception, the, the power of the media and in today's uh, world we live in with social media. I mean, people get just canceled as the saying goes and, and get pushed into a corner, whether they like it or not. Sometimes it, 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 and so that's why, cause you're right. Urban is such a smart man. I yes. mean, the guy is successful and that's why I didn't understand. Like, and here's the other, in my opinion, a little bit of a failure. Where were the people around him saying, Whoa, whoa time out. Like, what do we do? Let's time Bingo. out. Let's take a time yes. out. Let's think about this. What is the message we're sending to our locker room? Again, our locker room is the majority of the men in that locker room are black men. But what are we sending the message to everyone, regardless of their race, color, whatever? Um, and I think that that question must not have been asked or right. they felt like or they underestimated, which I don't understand how, especially I mean, we live in we live in a it's a it's a it's a topic that is uh, being addressed daily in every industry, you know, as far as um, race and, and relationships and how we and equity and everything else. I just don't know how that one was missed. Um, but I don't think it's impossible to overcome for Urban. I mean, Urban, I mean, he's at, it's just, a, he, you got to build that relationship. You have to build that trust. Oh, no. I'm listening to 3 and 0 star, Tony, as you know, all is forgotten. Well, that's yeah. It. I mean, it's, that, that's, the, that's the amazing <laughs> Unfortunately, thing. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's the other thing there's not a bone in my body that thinks Urban Meyer is racist or he made that. I mean, there's not like at all. I mean, there's nothing in it. I mean, I look at his track record, what he's done. I mean, listen to the players that played for him, how they talk about him as someone they respect. And so I just think it was a misstep. And I think leaders all the time, heck, we all make missteps. And now it's going to be on Urban just to fix it and build a relationship. And it's just going to be a little bit harder. But it doesn't mean it's nothing he can overcome. And to your point, you go 3-0, 4-0, 5-1, stuff like that. You know, all of a sudden, everyone feels a lot better about the situation. Now, they're coming off a 1-15 uh, records, <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah, but we, yeah, I know. But, but Urban came there for Trevor Lawrence, I think. And so, is, well, is that like think, a foregone think, conclusion? Is well, that... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yes. I mean, you, you, I mean, you hear the right. rumblings, you know, on Twitter and other sports talk radio, like that the Zach Wilson uh, cat out in BYU might have jumped ahead of him in some people's minds. I can't imagine. Listen, I haven't watched enough film to even tell you one way or another. I watch TV like everyone else. Tony, please take Zach Wilson and leave Trevor Lawrence to the Jets. Please, I'm begging you. I mean, you have influence in that organization. Make him take uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I have that kind of influence. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, I mean, I, Stu, to your point, I'd be shocked, shocked if they don't take Trevor Lawrence. Yes. I mean, I just can't imagine it. Speaking of your Jets, you, you hired one. Uh, you guys hired one of my good uh, buddies, Robert Saul. Up there's your head coach. 
Right, yeah, we had him on two episodes ago we, on Stupidity. He was fantastic. Robert Saw, I'm telling you, Urban Meyer was a great hire by the Jaguars. After, set Urban aside, I thought Robert Saw was the best hire of assistant coaches out there in the NFL. Now, I'm biased. Yeah. He, he's a friend, but I think Robert Saw, you talk about leadership and like that CEO quality. He's obviously a great defensive uh, mind. I mean, we, he's proved that. He was trained under Gus Bradley and, you know, did a great job and took it even uh, to San Francisco and was an amazing uh, defense coordinator. I mean, that's why he's head coach. But the greatest quality about Robert Saul is not that he's a good defensive coordinator. The greatest quality about it, he is a bona fide leader. I mean, he will lead that organization. Um, and he'll do a great job. I thought the Jets hit a home run uh, with that hire. All right, I'm adding Robert Sala, Mikey A, make a note of this, to the hype video from Tony Baselli <laughs> to get to the Hall of Fame again Wait. because he is the guy. I don't think anyone else needs to speak other than oh, Robert Sala because you're right. Oh, no, he is – I mean, he is a leader, man. That came off in five seconds to me. <laughs> so then what are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> get Sala to do it. You know, I mean. here, Mike, this is what this is what Stu is going to do. At the end of it, like, it will open with a picture of Stu, like, as the start, and then, like, at the end, like, producer – Stugatz, director, <laughs> Stugatz, creative mind, Stugatz. And then, like, at the bottom of the credits, will list like Jason Taylor, Robert Sala, White Brady. Very, very small print that goes by very quickly. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, will oh, say, it will also say introductory speech, Stugatz. Stugatz. <laughs> Reason he's in the Hall of Fame, Stugatz. I mean, I mean, come on. But yeah, I mean, it's, I was, was he good on this show? Was Robert good on the show? Oh no, he was fantastic. He was uh, he was amazing on the show, uh, and I'm super excited to have him. Uh, is that Dwight Freedy who just popped into our Zoom chat there? <laughs> yeah, he popped in and popped out. <laughs> he, he did. He popped in and he popped out. It's so great. Uh, Tony, Tony, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you a quick question before we get you out of here. Yeah. First off, you've been breaking my balls about being up at 7:45 in the morning. Why are you doing that, man? Like, because I, because you're one I, of the, are you do, are you like the army? You've done more before 7 a.m. than most people do all day. Is that what I, you're doing? I, I do get early, I do get up early, but uh, I go to bed early too. I'm, I, I, I'm getting old. And, <laughs> and it's like, I, like, I, I, like my parents, like it's like nine thirty, and I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta go get in bed. So, but I get up early. I'm like an old man, dude. I know, but I just know you. Like anything before like eight is like you're like, oh my gosh. I mean, how am I gonna get out of bed? <laughs> I mean, you have kids, right. though. I mean, your kids like, well, yeah, your kids, my are kids old. listen. My kids are seventeen year old high school girls. They don't yeah, so they sleep for well, yeah. and. They, <laughs> When they're 17, they sleep until like 11. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. They're, they, listen, they are furious that I am speaking this loudly. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty certain they have school, too. They don't give a shit. Uh, Tony, I know you got to run. Dwight Freedy is in the uh, the chat right now. He's going to be part of my hype video to get you into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, love we, need it. Uh, we need him. We need him, man. We need him, man. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, what's up, Dwight? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> Dwight, it is a listen. I've t I've been telling Baselli for years. I haven't done anything about it. I've offered to help, but I haven't done anything. <laughs> Trying to get him in the Hall of Fame, but Baselli for five or six years was the greatest left tackle I've ever seen. Dwight, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Tell the no, people. No, absolutely, man. he's a legend. Okay, well, we yeah, legend. I, I I never played against him, but I heard about the legend from Jacksonville. Man, just going out and just destroying guys left and well, right. Hey, man. hey, Stu, I'll say this. There's, you know, yeah. I like playing against anybody, but watching Dwight play with that that dang spin move he had, I was like, I, I don't want to play him up in the RCA dome, man, because that spin move. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
and get up. <laughs> that spin move. I, I've watched Dwight destroy. I've watched Dwight destroy Hall of Fame tackles with that spin move. Oh, uh, yes. And, and listen, Dwight's such a, I forgot how great an athlete all you guys are, but Dwight specifically, I went up and played golf with him last week thinking I was going to kick his ass. <laughs> Dwight Freeney is a scratch golfer, oh. hits the ball 325 <laughs> yards off the tee, Tony. Well, okay. listen, I would do. <laughs> Stu, it's not hard to beat you. I mean, what's your average? What's your average? I mean, you're the guy who's hitting like at a par, like 140 yard par. Uh, Par three, like, driver. You're like, let me, let, me, let, me knock, <laughs> let me knock down this hybrid to try to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly yeah, right. Knock yes. down, <laughs> down driver, but he's always in the middle. And I, he's always in the middle. And I, Come on now. I'm, I, that, thank you, Dwight. You never yes. lose a ball. Can't hit it, you can't hit it far enough to get to the rough. That's why he's in the middle. <laughs> you're an asshole. You know? <laughs> oh lord. No, yeah, yeah. I gotta go. I'll, hey, Stu, let's catch yeah. up. Dwight, good seeing you, man. Hey, man, nice seeing you, man. All right. See ya. Tony, thanks for everything, man. I look forward to Thank getting you, Tony. Hall of Fame this year, man. Yeah, I appreciate all the help. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on working hard, Stu. Keep yeah. working hard. <laughs> see, you. see ya. All right, see you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a great Tony Baselli. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Freddie, I had no idea you were joining us today. This I was going to leave you alone because it's your birthday. Yeah, Happy birthday, you. by the Happy way. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. And then My- Mikey A must have pushed you to join the Zoom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm into my family, so it's all good. I'm intimidating, Stu. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, man. What are you doing today? What are you doing for the birthday? You know what I'm doing. All right. In about, <laughs> in about, 30, in about 30 minutes, I'm about to be teeing it off. All right. <laughs> no better way to bring in my birthday. All right. Oh, All right. Man. Dwight, I, I pushed you on because I need to ask you a question. Yes, sir. So okay. Stu was talking a whole lot of trash when you guys were talking about golf. And Stu's like, listen, I'm good. All right. Like, I'm not good. I'm great. And you were playing the, yeah, you know, I just got into it. You know, I'm just starting to learn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there going, He's a Dwight's, a, Dwight's a world-class athlete. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I want to know. <laughs> so Stu shows up uh, and you rip a driver 320 down the fairway. Did you catch his face? Because I want to know how much his face oh, fell. Like, oh no, man. I might have, I might have stepped out of bounds. <laughs> you know what? It's all about perspective. Okay. Now I don't know who Stu plays with on a day-to-day basis. I, I love, Not world-class athletes. I, I love you. Not Michael Jordan. <laughs> I love you to death, too, but I don't know who you play with. And I'm not saying you're a bad golfer because I have seen way worse than you, okay? okay. But I've been, I've been blessed. I have been blessed to be playing with guys 
who absolutely make me eat dirt in golf. Now, <laughs> that being said, I'm playing guys, I'm playing with professional golfers. I'm playing with Ricky Fowler. I'm playing with guys who make me want to quit the game. You know, like Dustin Johnson. Those guys I'm playing yes. with. I, you know, and maybe I should probably stop playing with those guys and play and play more rounds with you so I can I like, like that uh, idea. Yeah, yeah, so I can have more confidence in my golf game, right? <laughs> I will tell you, and Ahmad Rashad, that's like, oh, he's, oh playing with Ahmad is like playing with Fowler, yeah, felt like. Exactly. I mean, you got Ahmad, <laughs> yes. who's, who's ancient, right? Ancient. He's lived three to four <laughs> lives, all right, you know, compared to yeah. me. And he yeah. drives me by 10, 15 yards. Like, it's nothing. It's, like, it's nothing. It's, it's it doesn't amazing. make any sense. Mikey, hey, well, hold on, Mike. I want to, I want to, listen, I just, I need to blame someone real quick, okay? Yes. Because I showed up to Grove 23, which is, it's heaven on earth. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and my wife was so excited. My wife never plays golf, doesn't care about anything that I do golf related. She was so excited for this because I was explaining the course to her. She made me go out and buy a new outfit. I'm going to blame this on my wife, Mikey. She made me go out, buy a new outfit, a belt. I was dressed nicely. I never do that at my course. I roll into Grove 23, go up to the driving range. There's Dwight Freedy. He's wearing gym shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> and I'm uncomfortable. Like, everything's tight on me. I don't feel And Dwight knows you need to be comfortable to play golf well. And I was not comfortable oh at all, goodness, man. man. She set you up. Man. I don't know what's going on. Because at, at Grove, there is no rules. Absolutely no rules. Right. You go out there and dress as you are. You can play barefoot if you want to. It does not matter, man. Just go out there and have a good time. That's it. Golf so, is hard enough as it is, Mike. Right? Golf is hard enough as it is. So Mike next time you wear comfortable yes. clothes and you'll beat Dwight. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you can't use that as an excuse. Right? In golf, you have to have, no, it's not what I'm in saying. Golf, you have to have a whole bunch of excuses to why you lose. I mean, that's just part of the yes. game. Okay? It was the ball. Right, it right. was the lie. It was my clubs. It was my dress. Every all types of reasons because you got to bring it up because there's no other reason why you didn't play good other than it's your fault and it's hard to okay, admit well, well while we're there dwight i also i was not i usually play from the blue tees you guys play from the tips the carolina blue tees yeah. and <laughs> scores. i mean you know that's where the pros play from i mean and you're pro yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a pro football <laughs> not golf <laughs> i know I, I i will tell you this there is a level I always wondered what it would be like on the first tee of Augusta, like how nervous I would be if I actually ever got to play that course. Mm -hmm. Dwight, just playing with you and Ahmad at Jordan's course, I'm going to be honest here, okay? Yeah. I, ch I, I choked. Like, I was nervous. Oh, you man. know this. Like, I, played a, I, made a, I played a much better back nine than I did a front yeah, nine. Uh, but I, I had, like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm with two world-class athletes. <laughs> And Dwight Freedy is a mammoth of a man like, who's mashing the ball. And I choked. I got nervous. Don't, I have listen, to be honest. Man, don't get nervous. We're not playing football. All right? This is, I know. This is gold. This is gold. We all suck kind of. Right? Sounds like he might have a better shot at beating you at football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Now. That's a different game. <laughs> but Dwight I, paid, Dwight, I paid right after the round. I owed you a lot of money. Uh, but I paid yeah, right absolutely. <laughs> Stand up guy. Hey, listen. That invite is open anytime you want okay <laughs> oh, i love it okay all right i'll see you later today yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> wait I, dwight I, um and i'm being serious here because i don't want to ask you anything i can't 
Am I allowed to ask you like Jordan's birthday? How that go, how that goes down or no? Oh, you can ask me whatever. It was good. We went out. And, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So we we went out. His birthday's a couple of days before mine. All right. So okay. we went out. You know, a bunch of his friends. You know, and we all played some golf. And I pretty much just shit the bed. <laughs> okay, I was I, I was his teammate. So. <laughs> So, it, you know, it's kind of oh, no. like, you know, you got, you got, the, I think that's the, I think that's the worst job on the planet. Listen, listen, it's kind of like, okay, you got MJ and Pippen and Scotty and then you got white and, and golf and he's relying on me and I'm sculling the ball. I'm doing all types of crazy stuff that I never do. He was like, happy birthday. Okay. At the end of the round, he's just dishing out money. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like this. Oh, no. My man. Hey, hey. Sorry. 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 Happy birthday. I love you, my brother. <laughs> yeah, it, was bad. it was bad. It was bad. It's not bad to have, uh, to, to be able to celebrate your uh, your own birthday at your own golf course. Yeah, I mean, you're it, living life right yeah. if you can do that. Yeah. You're doing things right. You're definitely doing things yes. right. Wait, Dwight, so if you're playing with Michael, so you're his teammate, if yeah. you're playing with him yep. and you contribute to him losing money, does he let you it, know about it? It, it? it is the worst. You remember all those stories? <laughs> you know all those stories that you you like, uh, you know, you're watching you know, like his documentary, you know, yes. of him and how he is with his teammates. It's real. <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are, the punching of Steve uh, Kerr in the yeah, face, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not punching me in the stomach. He might punch me in the yeah. stomach, but he won't. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is what it is. No, but seriously, you know, we're so competitive, man. Me and him, we're so competitive. I probably felt worse than he felt about how bad I played. It's just like, I, you know, that's just the competitive juices in me that I, I got to right. stand up. I got, you know what I mean? This is his birthday. I got to make my guy yeah. has to win on his birthday. How can he lose? How can it be because of me? Yeah, I had to take the next day off. <laughs> I can't even believe I did this. <laughs> what was, what was uh, Ahmad doing? Was Ahmad, was, was he on his team against yeah, Ahmad, him? Ahmad, him? Ahmad is, you know what? Ahmad plays against him. And Ahmad plays great, man. Ahmad is just so smooth. He's, the, he's just so smooth. Amazing. He just he just hits the ball. Oh yeah, I hit it three thirty. Yeah, that's just what I do. I get you know, what I mean, he hits the ball into the mud, into the water. There's no way he's not gonna get wet. All of a sudden, the water just splashes everywhere. But him, this is a mod. You know, this is how a mod works. I don't know how. All right. Yes. But listen, we all we all pray, and none of us will, but we pray we can look that good at the age of 70. Oh, I remember Bob, Bob Sura, who we saw on the golf course, whispered to the guy he was with, that guy is 70 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's a shock every single time. It's a shock to your system. And then you realize, man, listen, like for me, it's like, look, Ahmad, you look like that at 70. I'm doing something wrong at 41 right now. I got to get, get on whatever you're on, man. I don't know what you're on, but I got to get on it. <laughs> all right i'm gonna uh i got a couple of football things for you and yeah. i'm gonna let you go because your birthday and i want you to go celebrate and enjoy your birthday yeah. uh does your do, does your wife like how does this work with the birthday uh, you have a baby three month old what how does this work does wife reading get a day off from all parental responsibilities oh, absolutely not 
<laughs> you set might, me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I might have to do more now. Hey, happy birthday. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, don't you want to spend your birthday yeah, with your don't daughter? You, don't you want to? Big guys. Do you want to do? I mean, don't you love me? No, I want to spend it with MJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's good, though. She, she's allowing me to go play golf, you know, so I'm going nice. to do that, doing the things I love, and obviously come back home and spend some time with her. Nice. Uh, before uh, before I get you out of here, a couple of things. J.J. Watt asking for – you and I talked about this a bit. Yep. In fact, it broke the day that we played golf where J.J. Watt asked for his uh, release from the Houston Texans. How would you feel about J.J. asking for that? Hey, I, listen, I, I don't blame him. You know what? At that stage of his career, he wants to go out the right way. You know, and he doesn't want to go out a loser. Right. And I'm sorry, the Texans aren't heading in the right direction right now. So he wants to go out find an organization who he could win with. You know, a guy like that wants to win a ring, right? So he's going to find yeah. a place where he's going to have fun, win some football games, all right, and have an opportunity to get to the big one. All right? And I, I think that's for all great players, I think that is one thing that they want to check off their list by the end of their career is that they had an opportunity to win the big one and they did. All right, and JJ had a heck of a career. And I think that he um, he deserves that opportunity. So, hey, more power to him. So, I'm wondering, Dwight, because you were in contention just about every year playing with Peyton Manning on those great Colts teams. Yep. Uh, but had you not had the fortune of playing with Peyton and being so great yourself and playing on those great teams, would you have maybe considered doing the same thing at the end of your career where, hey, I gave it all I had here. I'm 31, 32, 33 <clears> now. <throat> I want to try to go win a title. Is that... Would you have tried that well, possibly? If if I hadn't have a career, put it this way, if I had a situation like JJ's where you know they make it to the playoffs and then they don't, you know, it's it's it, it depends on the relationship that he has with that team and if they're moving things in the right direction to trying to win a championship. Okay. Not in a rebuilding phase. Okay. You don't trade away your best receiver, the best receiver in the game. And you know, your your starting quarterbacks ready to leave and so it's one of those situations where if I was in his shoes based on his scenario I would now you have other scenarios where teams try to build up their team and just don't happen to get there but have all intentions on getting there you know there is right. some loyalty to you have to your city right you played there you 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 become the face of the franchise and as long as that franchise is moving in those directions and you're seeing it as one of the star players, a key player, then it's going to be hard to leave and abandon that because they're doing the right thing. But if I was on another team where they were trading, getting rid of Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and got rid of, you know, whoever, then it's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? And why am I here? Why do I have to sit around? And you guys have no, you know, you guys are worried about five, ten years from now, and I'm not going to be around that long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the Texans have really mismanaged that organization. Um, and then quickly, I'll let you go on this. As a former Colt, your feelings on them uh, with that trade with Carson Wentz yesterday. So Carson Wentz, the new Colts uh, quarterback, reunited with Frank Reich. You like it? I love it. I love it. Um, Frank and him have a great relationship. I think in 2017 – uh, you know, he had a great year. I think he had over 30 touchdowns and less yeah. than 10 interceptions in the second year in, in the league, man. <clears throat> so I think having that 
relationship there, and that's very important. You know, from a play calling standpoint, trusting your quarterback. The quarterback trusting the play caller. All right, that's Frank. All right, so there is a lot of, like, uh, familiarity there, you know, and, and confidence there, and confidence brings brings success. So I think it's a really good good for the Colts. I don't know about the Eagles, but good for the Colts. <laughs> I mean, if you don't care about the Eagles, you don't yeah, care about the Colts. I really don't. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave you on this note. Happy birthday to you, Dwight. We love Thank you. you. Uh, here is uh, just a couple of poll questions from yesterday's Dan Levitard show, uh, Woods to Gods. Does Ahmad Rashad make you feel like he's known you for his entire life? <laughs> Absolutely. Ahmad is just Ahmad is just great, man. And, and Ahmad is just you, you meet Ahmad and he you just just meet Ahmad. Ahmad's like, hey, you know, it's just like I just met you, guy. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, how do you do right. that? He's just great. I was telling because I was telling Lebedard yesterday. Yeah. He said, "Is Ahmad a fan of you? Is he a fan of the show?" I said, "I don't know," but he certainly made me feel like he yeah, does. yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. But Ahmad's up yes. the game, man. He knows, you know, he's he knows yeah. who's still involved and who's still in, you know, who's in the media, what's going on, and has his ear to the vine. You know, Ahmad's still in there, right? I love I love your dynamic. Mikey A, my favorite part of the round is after the round. Dwight Freedy and Ahmad Rashad, okay? Two <laughs> legends of the yeah. game. Fighting about whether or not there's actually zone blitzes in the NFL. <laughs> and Freedy, Freedy getting so fucking mad because he's like, I've executed zone blitzes before. I'm screaming in the restaurant. I paint that picture because I love the dynamic yeah. between you and Ahmad. It's like it's like an older brother, younger yeah. brother relationship. It's so cool to watch. It, it's boy. something out, man. And that's like what you, what you <laughs> witnessed. It was the classic me and Ahmad just disagreement. <laughs> it's just like, Ahmad, what, the sky is blue. What are you talking about? And Ahmad's like, no, no, it's not. It's, it's teal. It's, it's teal. It's tinted with. It's not blue. No sky can possibly be blue. That's impossible. And I'm like, how do you argue with somebody who just doesn't see the sky is blue? Like, that is blue. That's blue. What are you talking about? You know, it doesn't. It just is what it is. He would not. He would he not, not give in to not you. Not an inch. That's why I love him, though. He won't budge. <laughs> All right. Here's the, uh, here's the second poll question. Should Stugatz have been more excited to meet Bob Sura or Bob Sura more excited to meet Stugatz? <laughs> Man, where's, where's a coin? Let me let me see if I can. Yeah, right, that's what I said. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Then, then the last question we had yesterday: Should JJ Waco play for Army? Oh, oh wow, I told you, I told you, don't do that to JJ. Don't I know. Do that to sorry, JJ. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a, he's the first ballot yeah, Hall of Famer, right? JJ Watt. Yeah, absolutely. Without absolutely. question. But you were better. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. We don't compete. You're same, not saying same, that. Same, same, same side of the ball, okay? Offense, defense. Cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, go enjoy your birthday, Bye, man. man. Have a great round of golf. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Holy fuck, Mike. I love Dwight Freddy. <laughs> He's so good. He I is so I, good. I, listen, I, I, I love Tony Baselli. I do. He's a dear friend. He is a legit friend. Dwight Freedy, there's a budding friendship, a growing friendship. I fucking love him. Okay? <laughs> okay? The F in Freedy stands for fucking love you, man. <laughs> I'm going to go full Stugatz with your permission, obviously. Um, yes. And I'm going to say I discovered him. Because I did book him on this podcast, and I'm going to say I discovered him. So I'm going to go ahead and take credit for everything he does from this point forward. Listen, you and I have both been doing this. We've been in this uh, this industry for a long time. And every once in a while, a natural comes along, okay? Where it's just like, what and lights up the sky, okay? Like Dwight Freeney. We never explained this to him. I'm pretty certain he's never done any of this before. He's now been on with us twice. He has crushed it twice. You and I never walked him through this, talked him through this. He just came on and started talking. And sometimes that's enough because his personality is so engaging. And Mikey, the most important thing is he does not take himself seriously. No, that's That's it. And, and, and I knew that, which was why I was so excited to ask him about your round of golf, especially when you told me how he kicked your ass. And I just, and it makes so much sense. Here he is. He's playing 18 with guys like Ricky Fowler, and you're getting yes. tips from your neighbor, Joe. And, it, you know, Joe's like, keep your elbow in. And Ricky Fowler's playing 18 holes of giving him tips. And you're wondering why this world-class athlete is whooping your ass on the golf course. He, he totally <laughs> fucking duped me. I'm telling you. And the reason he keeps inviting me out there is because he sees the money. Yes. <laughs> He's a fucking shark, dude. I'm telling you. And I'm a piece of chum in Dwight Freedy's ocean. That's all I am. I mean, Jesus Christ. Mikey, 350 down the middle. I'm not joking. He drove a par four. He was on the green of one. I mean, right. it took me four shots to get there. How many pairs of pants would you need to be Michael Jordan's teammate on his birthday? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, Freedy did point out that as bad as it could possibly get, uh, Michael's not punching Freeney in the face. Like, that ain't well, yeah, I mean, Dwight Freeney, again, world-class athlete. That's not a dude yeah, you I punch would, in the face. I, I, listen, I don't... Even Listen, even being Scottie Pippen was difficult. <laughs> like, and he's like he's a top 50 all-time player. Um, a lot of people credit Scottie for being the reason that Jordan finally won. But even being Scottie was tough for Scottie. And he's the best teammate Jordan's ever had. So no, I would not want to be Michael Jordan. And you were the best. You were the best teammate Dan Levitard's ever had. <laughs> Stupidity! <laughs> yes, greatest co-host in the history of co-hosts. All of it. Stugouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. 
Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.